Welcome to Trivial 10. Welcome. Today, we are flying USA. That's right, Trivial 10 is taking to the air, figuratively speaking. This week, we're going to talk about everyone's favorite pastime. Well, we'll find out not everyone's favorite pastime, but flying about the country, or if you're from Canada, flying about the country, sorry. Um, That's how we're going to roll today with Trivial 10. I do want to start with a personal story about flying. Uh, We recently flew to Phoenix Sky Harbor. Sounds so fancy, but it's just an airport. Um, I had been there once before as as a young lad and went back and it seemed completely different. That's the case with things when you're a kid anyway. But anyways, um, my sister and brother-in-law, fantastic people, fantastic tour guides um, about the town, about the town. I'll stop doing that. Um, They took us around Phoenix for a little bit, and then we went to Sedona, Grand Canyon, all the stuff that you do, and then we got iced in because we went in January. So we didn't get to see as much of the tour guiding as we would have liked because we were snowed in, but it was probably good for us. I mean, we are both working adults with three kids, and so it was a good birthday trip. But anyways, my whole point about that, we talked about this already, but it was flying, and we flew Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines, everybody. You know what? A lot is said about Spirit Airlines, a lot of negative, but... Our experience was good. Um, you know, it wasn't, you know, it's it's flying. It's flying commercially in the United States on a two and a half hour flight. I did, I was a little shocked. Um, our plane at the, at the gate was one of the white planes. And I don't know if you live around an airport or you've seen the Spirit Airlines planes. They're most always yellow now. So I was like, oh, we got one of the, we got one of the uh, originals, one of the OG um, Airbuses. So at least this one has weathered the storms. It's gone through it, but will be. Will this be its last flight? I don't know. So we got that, and we flew on the way in, and it was. You know, I think the seats are a little bit smaller on those budget airlines like JetBlue, Frontier, uh, Spirit, of course. I'm sure that there's some I'm leaving out. But um, rather than like American Airlines, probably gives you an additional two inches for your butt. Uh, maybe Delta does, British Airways, I'm not sure. But my whole point in being is it's it's like, okay, so you're gonna pay you're gonna pay significantly less, probably two hundred, three hundred dollars for a round trip to have two inches less. And maybe not as many frills. And the uh, the flight attendants, they you know, they were fine. But um there's this thing. I, I I've I've gone on about too many details, but there's this thing with spirit. I got an email before we were taking off, like coming back, and it said bid for a, a big front seat. Like they don't have first class, but the first three rows have two big seats rather than three small seats. So I was like, let's do it. I've never done first class before. So I, I don't mind telling you, like it was $89 per seat per person, right? Because there's only one person per seat, but uh, for the way back. And so for less than 200 bucks, I got to experience the front row of an airplane and is, is a different experience. You get to hear what, you know, the pilot and the um, stewardess are talking about as they're blocking the aisle. So no deranged passengers can run through the aisle to the cockpit because it's unlocked. It's unsecure. It's vulnerable at that point. And so they block it with the little snack cart 
that thing locks in there. If you've never noticed that before, I'm sure I'm not the only one. And then they've got like, they've got eyes on everybody and they're just watching. So the, the pilot can step in there and uh, take care of business. Then he grabs a snack. <laughs> he grabs some like Cheetos while he's up there. And then he heads back on in and then they send the, the pilot or the co-pilot out. But anyways, it, we had an armrest, like a wide armrest, like nine inches wide. And we just sat there. I was dangling my feet not because I'm short and I couldn't reach the floor, but I was like kicking my feet. And she was like, you've got to stop doing that. We're going to put you at the back. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop. But um, I mean, first in line to the bathroom, dude. So I'm just saying the Spirit Airlines flight, the money that I saved probably on not flying American Airlines, I used to fly first class on the way back. So try that with Spirit Airlines. Here we go. Flying USA, number one. Every day in the U.S., there are more than 45,000 flights and 2.9 million airline passengers across more than 29 million square miles of airspace. So 45,000 flights a day, 3 million passengers across 30 million miles of airspace. There are almost 20,000 airports in the United States, 5,000, only one-fourth. 25% are public and the rest are private, which, I mean, we see those in our area all the time. It's that one-lane one where, you know, Kenneth Copeland takes out of, or, you know, the, the, <laughs> there's some kind of flight club around here where the, you know, the neighborhoods are there and they back up to the uh, runway. And that's where, that's where that, that's how that neighborhood works is you pull up to your driveway and you go in the backyard and that's where the uh, runway is. So it's really, really cool. So it's, I'm sure it's including those, but um, the aviation industry, now this surprised me, it hires, it employs, I'll let you kind of think about it. How many do you think, how many people do you think are employed by the aviation industry? I, I'm going to guarantee you're going to say a number and I'm going to say it's, it's, you're going to think it's lower or higher than what I'm going to tell you. It's 11 million people. So there are 11 million people that are hired by the aviation industry. I felt like it was, that was low. I figured at least like 25 million. So anyways, uh, number two, there is a scalloped spot at the bottom of the overhead compartment that flight attendants grip as they walk down the aisle steadily. Now, if you've ever watched them on the on the plane, you could, you've probably noticed, because I've noticed like little quirks and ticks that they have as they're going through. They're eyeballing people. They're looking at um, people's seatbelts. They're looking at the, of course, it looks like they're always like feeling to make sure everything's shut. But apparently on the other side of that is a scalloped, edge that they can grab onto. I never knew about that. Number three, the unclaimed baggage center of Scottsboro, Alabama has exclusive contracts with all the major U.S. airlines to purchase luggage that has been declared lost. Defined as not being picked up in three months. So if you've lost something, you don't pick it up within three months, um, that is considered lost according to the FAA. Items of note that have made it to the shelves for sale are a Simpsons duvet cover, Gucci Mickey Mouse boxers, and a Lynx fur coat. So, might be worth sorting through the shelves over there in Scottsboro, Alabama. Road trip. Um, that sounds like the world's like worst thrift store. Uh, probably not the worst, though. Number four, the FCC. Not the FAA, but the Federal Communications um, gosh, I can't read. Federal Communications, not committee, but you know who I'm talking about. Federal, the FCC bans the use of cell phones on planes to protect against radio interference. 
which not only applies to pilots communicating with ground control, but also the sensors the plane uses to gauge the distance to the ground during descent and landing. No one has ever checked my phone, though, to make sure it's off. And that seems pretty important. It it allows the sensors on the plane to gauge the distance to the ground during descent and landing. So I don't know if I buy that. I, I wonder if there's some other reason that they don't want to say, but I, I feel like there is a reason. They continue to say it. So I'm not really sure what it what it is, but maybe we'll find out one day. Maybe Joe Biden will leave that information in his garage and we'll find out. I don't know. Number five, smoking cigarettes on a plane was actually legal until the year 2000. And I'm, I'm 40. I remember 2000. I was in high school. That seems unbelievable that people were still like smoking on a plane. I thought this was outlawed in like the 1970s or early 80s, like around the time the movie Airplane was released. Um, I, I can't imagine what that was like to have people like a smoking section in a plane. Like it already seems tight and congested in there. And then you put smoke in there. <laughs> like it's just crazy. That's pretty wild. Um, airplanes, however, still have ashtrays because they know that some people cannot help themselves and will sneak into the bathroom. So the ashtray is in the bathroom. And this is just in case you get that one guy that's going to pay. I mean, I, I think they say the it's punishable by five or $10,000 or jail time. It's a federal crime to smoke on a plane, but um, if that occurs, then at least they have a place to put it out. So that's kind of um, crazy, but they still put them on there. Number six, pilots' secret phrases to communicate with flight attendants include, these were my three favorite, blue juice, crotch watch, and air pocket. Those are just a few of them. Blue juice is a code for water in the toilets. Water in the toilets. Because if you recall, the toilets are usually dry. There's no sitting water there. And you um, go into the thing and then you hit the button and it sucks it all down, right? So if you've got juice, blue juice, code blue juice, that means we've got water in the toilet or on the floor. Crotch watch or groin scan refers to the required check that flight attendants have to do to make sure all passengers have their seatbelts fastened before takeoff and landing, which I was talking about. You can always see them. They're, they're walking through down the aisle and they're looking there. I mean, really looking for the, the seatbelts. An air pocket is another term used for turbulence to lessen anxiety in passengers. So apparently turbulence is too much of a, um, it's a trigger word in the society that we live in today. So you don't say, um, uh, turbulence, you say, the plane is going to hit an air pocket. We're going to go through an air pocket. So, I mean, it sounds kind of nice. It sounds better than going through a hot pocket because a hot pocket is painful, especially exiting. Number seven, the plane's bathroom can be unlocked from the outside. But you got to have that ability, right? So if you don't come out of the bathroom for a long time, the flight attendant may get concerned that something's going wrong with you, or maybe you're in there doing something sinister. So here's the thing. Behind the little word that says lavatory, there's always some sort of placard on there. Behind that, if you peel that off, is the switch to get back in. So they can get in there if they feel like there's something going on. Or maybe there's a kid in there. You know, just something is not right. They can get in there. So number eight, cabin air is completely changed every three minutes. 
on average while the aircraft is is cruising. So 40% of the air you're breathing during a flight is being filtered through a HEPA filter that is a high efficiency particulate air system and then the other 60% is fresh air that's being brought on board from outside the plane at 35,000 feet right to your face. So uh, this idea I, and I didn't know what to think that it's just recirc- all cir- recirculating air. I mean 40% is going through the filter and 60% is fresh air from 35,000 feet. I mean that's pretty impressive how they do that. Number Nine, fresh blankets, this one's not so comforting, are only handed out to passengers on the first flight of the day. If you're lucky, according to Travel and Leisure, after that first flight, they're folded and reused and refolded and then reused and then refolded and reused uh, again and again and again and again. And uh, a Wall Street Journal, they they reported that... um, this is really gross, that the airlines only clean the blankets every five to 30 days. That's a pretty big range. So don't use the blankets on the plane. It, I mean, even if it's your, you're on the, the first flight of the day, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it, man. Bring your own, stuff it in your carry-on. And number 10, only 5% of the world's population has ever been on an airplane. Now, I said this is America's favorite pastime. It's romantic thought going on a flight, especially like in the the early days, the golden days of flights, 50s, 60s, 70s, where you get on there and everybody has like a full eight-course meal and, you know, uh, they're <laughs> everyone's smoking a cigarette after dinner and a cigar and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, only 5% of the world's population. So that's, that's a lot, I think, concentrated in, um, you know, countries like the United States um, and then continent like Europe and probably um, – bigger, more developed countries, maybe like China, Japan, uh, countries like that. Um, but the thing is, I mean, that's pretty amazing to be in the – if you've gone on one flight, you're part of the 5% that has flown. So, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Consider yourself among the few, the proud, the propelled across the sky in a glorified tin can packed like a sardine for the price of a monthly mortgage payment. Lucky because that's what you are. Content for this week's episode, guys, was provided by FAA.org and Reader's Digest article, 50 Airplane Trivia Facts You Won't Believe You Never Knew. My name is Jordan Halverson. This is Trivia 10. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. We will see you next week.